Hello and welcome to On The Rocks Season 2 Episode 1 technically, although there was one before. But um, I'm Neil Jackson and... I'm Tom Bebrek. Welcome back Tom. Hi Neil, how's it going? I'm very good, how are you? Yeah, good. So it's been a while since we uh, did one of these podcasts, uh, mainly be for, well, for various reasons. Um, Covid sort of intervened at the end. Uh, but also, Tom, you've been very, very busy doing something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I uh, took a break from doing the podcasts because I started a, um, a postgraduate um, mental health course, which has been very interesting. And we'll get into that discussion afterwards. And so it kind of took over things, really, to be honest. So is that master's level? Yes, or? it okay. is, yeah. yeah. In uh, mental health. That's right, yeah. Yeah, with uh, through a, um, an online course. So it's sort of... It, alongside my normal work as well. So things get a little bit busy. So. Open University, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Right, so yeah, we'll probably uh, touch on that some later step. So all we're going to talk about today was just what's changed in our lives since the last one and also possibly the difficulty that difficulties that we have with following some of the ways that we didn't do things sort of thing. So uh, what's changed? I think I made a quick note earlier and I think... Uh, the main thing from our sort of Buddhist perspective is that both of us have left the local Tibetan sort of orientated group and moved to a sort of online secular discussion group um, for various reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, reasons being that it was quite tricky to to continue I suppose really getting into the religious side of things that was a real issue for for me personally I found that quite challenging um a lot of the the ethical side of things you know we've spoken about um, a great deal in the past but the kind of religious and the um sort of what's the word we're looking for it's more of a what did um a lady in our new group call it bells and smells or mm, something like mm. that it was um... yeah 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 and i found that for me it detracted it took away from the core message that i was taking from it which was kind of summed up really by the four noble truths eightfold path that you know there was a lot of a lot of it I felt was being lost in the kind of ritual side of things mm-hmm. um, and that I, I found very difficult and for you know we we got into this pretty late in life well I did anyway at least so there was always been a bit of doubt in my mind about it, a bit of I suppose a bit of embarrassment almost am I you know because I'd never really been a religious person and I found it very challenging and so then going into a kind of very religious or at least my perception was ritualistic approach kind of it just red flags came up a lot of the time and I've just felt it it detracted from the message yeah you were very conflicted and I became similar towards the end I think Tom left before me um and it just became too full-on in that respect um so yeah so that's changed and the new group's pretty good um again we won't sort of discuss that in too much detail but what would you say is the main difference, or what's the main point of secular Buddhism, if you want, the secular Dharma, or whatever you want to call it? Why why is it different? For me personally, it it's removed a lot of the, I suppose you would say, cultural representations um, of the basic message that, again, of the Four Noble Truths, Eightfold Path, and it's sort of got it seems to pair back to to some of the core messages. And I found that, for me, 
um, very useful. The Dharma, it's, uh, sorry, the group at Sangha itself is very um, uh, democratic, and, and uh, we share. You know, there's no one person who has the, the the key knowledge or the control of it. There's no hierarchy within it, and so you can get into discuss just everyday things. Mm-hmm. Really, is and for me, it's the it's the everyday. Everyday Dharma is, is what sums it up for me. Yeah, I think it just feels more modern, if you can sum it up in one word, sort of modern. Um, there's nothing holding on to past sort of, like you say, societal influences at all. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so to me, it's just the modernity of it and the fact it is just we are discussing everyday comings and goings and mm. things happening in our lives and again it leans quite heavily on work from sort of Stephen Batchelor and other mm. people associated with him who's I think he's currently working on a was it mindfulness based human flourishing human or flourishing. something like that yeah, so yeah. it's sort of there are you know certainly some very sort of big fans of his in the group mm. who uh, well in fact are working with him I believe um, so yeah, so that's certainly changed, and that may influence mm. the way we come across. But I don't think we've been too sort of influenced by the Tibetan side of it anyway. Uh, what else we've started doing? Uh, well, we're both still surfing a lot. Well, we'll say surfing a lot. There hasn't been any mm. surf for weeks and weeks. It's been one of the flattest spells that I've known in well, what was it twenty five years of surfing? Um, so to sort of fill the gap, we've been uh, cold water dipping mm, yeah. um, in the sea. Which, strangely, or rather stupidly, the first day we went was January the 1st. Which, from my records, I think it was about air temperature zero. And water temperature was hovering around the... I I got a feeling it was about nine degrees. Mm. And I think we managed a minute fully immersed in the sea. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, if you you want to speak about what happens after you come out of the sea... Nine degrees and zero degrees air temperature. Well, I think I mean for for I suppose going to the story of it really. So you walk down the beach and there's a for me it's a sense of anticipation, perhaps fear almost. What on earth am I doing here? Just trying to get what's the point of this? What's going on here? And everything's telling you just turn around, don't don't bother, <laughs> don't bother with it. No, it's ah, it's, it's all right. And then you go in. And it's a it's a, a real intense experience. Really, really, everything in your body is screaming. You know, it's it's survive. You know, focus. Keep keep keep. You know, and, and it is. It's a really intense experience, like full body experience. I think you know every muscle is kind of contracted, and then you calm the breathing down, slow the breathing down, and even you know we we only went in for a minute, and then afterwards. You know, you, you get out for a moment, for me anyway, there's a sort of moment of elation. You know, I suppose that's, I don't know if that's borderline uh, hyperthermia or, or what, but that moment of elation, of, like, that is fantastic. That is, you know, it's really, you know, you feel alive. And yeah. then... <laughs> and then you get the tingling and then the, yeah. uh, the shivers. Mm. And that's, that's the real sort of interesting bit. Mm. And in the early days, well, in the cold water, I think... The shivers were lasting 10 mm. minutes, at least sometimes, full on shivering. You can't hold a drink, your drink's mm. going everywhere, you know, you literally can't, lucky to be able to do your shoes up if you might, I don't think you would if you had the yeah. proper laces on. I think we were, we were 
bit a little naive in that as well. So we were we weren't really looking, didn't take much advice on it. So you, know, you get into the car, turn up the heating as I much th- as you I think could. I beg to differ. I think we we vaguely read Wim Hof's book. Yes, but, um, yeah, def- definitely. But it's the, the after bit of the after part. You know, yeah. is is to bring up, bring back your body temperature actually. And, and after a while, I mean, having done this now for seven months or so, it's it's. I mean, obviously the water's getting a lot warmer. Seventeen, but, uh, yeah, almost yeah. eighteen degrees. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. not quite the same. No, it's not. It'd be interesting to see how that goes in the winter again. Yeah. But, you know, things like now I've got a, a warmer robe to put on afterwards, you know, and whereas before we had this you know, thin thing with the wind howling through yeah. it. So I mean, I, I take the opposite, well, not the opposite view, but um, I bring down a nice sort of five litre container of boiling hot water, which so by the time I get out, it's lukewarm. And uh, pouring that over yourself mm. when you get out is uh, quite nice. I'm sure yeah. it's medically probably not a good idea, but... Um, I don't know. I mean, I... I I mean, we haven't experienced any real. Well, personally, haven't experienced no. any sort of negative effects. So, so what are the po- what yeah. positive? What, what? I mean, for me, if I, mm, I think it ties in with difficulties. You're facing a difficult decision mm. or a difficult task, and you've really got to force yourself to do it. Mm. You really have, and it's quite interesting. I think having other people to do it with makes it a million times easier. Mm. I've driven down by myself in January, February, sat in my car, looking at the sea, mm. won't go in. Yeah. But if there's yeah. two of you, and it's not like a, I don't know, like I'd have been, we'd have been perhaps in our 20s, where you're geeing each other on, mm. sort of like, yeah, big bravado. Mm. It's sort of, it's that fact that somebody else is there. Um, and it's quite lucky, I think we haven't got that sort of, the ego, if you like, mm. forcing us to do it because we'd have been in there for seeing until one of us passed out. Basically, it, I think it was a little bit of challenge, you know. And I don't see that's necessarily bravado, but challenge to you know, it's probably a little bit longer, just try a little bit longer. Mm. But then, you know, I think that's I mean, back in the day, that wouldn't have been it would have been you know, dragged out in a yeah, I don't know, you know, by the Coast Guard. Yeah, I mean, we've since discovered that the general recommendations are one minute above the water temperature mm, yeah. so you know we were we've never really been above that um because it is such hard work and but mm. we're both fairly low fat on our bodies mm. so we certainly i think it affects us a lot quicker than some other people who perhaps go in yeah um so we, i think yeah if you've got a bit of bit of fat on your body it certainly makes you gives you the ability or it could be the people we know um, who seem to be able to stay in for longer have just adjusted because they've been doing it years. There is a group uh, that go out at Coney Beach in Porthcawl uh, called Surf Soul Searchers and there's mm. the Lads and Dads group. Mm. So there's a couple of groups down there and Lads and Dads are quite an interesting group. Mm. Um, you know more about the history than me, I think. I don't know a huge about, uh, amount of history but it, but it's a set up, it's a mental health group primarily aimed at, at men um, and it's just, it's grown from just a couple of people to over there's something like two thousand people involved in it now, and and it provides a space for men to talk, and and as we've spoken about in the past, particularly men of a certain age are very reluctant, very reluctant to sort of discuss mental health issues and so on, and 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 it's a it's a safe space for that, and they do um, uh, meetups, they do um, play football matches, they do every everything is is you know it. It's designed to get people talking, but they won't have any any events. There's no alcohol. A lot of people there have experienced 
I've experienced kind of substance abuse and so on. And so we're, you know, it, it's it's really interesting and, and it's yeah. got a real popularity. And um, yeah, there's a, there's a group of them who meet Sunday mornings mm. at eight o'clock um, and they, they sort of go in. And then yeah. there's the surf soul searchers who spend multiple times a day sometimes. And, <laughs> uh, and it's great just to see this group of, I mean, mm. some mornings there'll be I don't know, 60, 80, 100 people in, mm. in the sea just floating around and yeah. messing about and, and all, you know. I think, I think there are, I mean, from my studies, which is probably worth mentioning, is that there does seem to be so many different aspects that the cold water immersion that we've been involved in begins to address. So one of the, you know, the Wim Hof's argument, and, and others, which is essentially it's come from a Buddhist breathing, tumor breathing, but um, but that it is that it creates a physiological response. So it's mm. a biological response that you you know every if we've got a chronic stress that is um, you know everyday stress and you know it, it builds up. But this is a short acute stress which is more um, you know which you know you you, you can't think of anything else other no. than that. And then you afterwards, you know, you recover. But at the same time, you have that community talking, discussing the environment. You're out in the fresh air. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it is physically demanding to be out there in that. You know, there's a commitment to it that you you're breaking a, a, an old habit of not, you know, of that sort of reluctance to get involved. So I, I really think it addresses so many things from a, you know, as as we talked about from a from a whole point of view. You know, you're talking about yes, the physical health, but you're talking about the you know mental health. You're talking about social um, connection. So it's so much involved in it that I think, like you know, it's more complex than just some clowns jumping in a cold water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that's been an interesting development, mm. and I'm thinking, yeah, we're certainly going to stick with it and take it forward, mm. and eventually move on. Some of the groups go up to the uh, Brecon Beacons or whatever mm. it's called nowadays. Yeah, and. Yeah. Um, they, they get in the rivers and they can be much colder. Mm. And I think that will be yeah. interesting. I think, I think that there are, you know, anybody who's considering doing it is worth considering that it is, you know, if you, there are, um, you do have heart issues and so on. And it is mm. worth, um, you know, obviously you have to be very careful about it. Go with someone else, avoid, you know, by, if you by yourself. It is, there's a potential risk involved yeah. in it. We've also discovered um, the toolbox. So the, uh, the, the ultimate uh, accessory oh, yeah. for uh, dipping, cold water dipping, is a uh, nice uh, big tool chest, if you like. Mm-hmm. So when you walk down in your dry robe, um, there are other brands are available, <laughs> but um, you can put it in your toolbox that you've carried down the beach, which keeps it nice and dry. It doesn't blow away in the wind as yeah. well, yeah. Which gets a kind of broader issue as well, in that there is almost, with... Because there, there can be, I don't know, 50 plus people sometimes when we're down there doing it. Yeah. And there's a kind of fashion, you know, there's a kind of, you know... Um, or a group fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, you know, we, all, we wear the same, you know, and, and, and a group identity as yeah. well. A lot of people with similar yeah. hats and so on. And that's, you know, I'm not, yeah. it's not a criticism in any way, but it's interesting how you become part pe- of it. People want to belong. Yeah. And people yeah. feel the need to belong. And, mm. uh and it's great. And quite often where we go, there's a nice sort of fire, which has been made mm-hmm. out of two washing machine drums. <laughs> and uh, there's a nice burn up afterwards. And uh, there's a wonderful uh, coffee shop called Grow and Grind. Yeah. Um, that 
again, that's another story for another day, perhaps. Mm. But um, so yeah, so certainly dipping. Uh, yeah, it's been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing a lot more swimming and body surfing lately because mm-hmm. the water's been very warm and the surf's been generally not very good. So just picking up. How, sort of, how do you find the surf, body surfing compared to surfing then? Because obviously, because you've had physical, you know, since our last discussion, your shoulder. Uh, shoulder has kind of yeah. perhaps experienced more decline. Yeah, that's interesting actually. I suppose three or four months ago, I was going through quite a sort of I'm going to have to give up surfing because my shoulder was absolutely wrecked. I even when I went to work, I had to go and see and say, look, I'm struggling to write on my whiteboard anymore. You know, what can you put in place for me? Um, so yeah, I was getting a bit worried that surfing was no longer going to be a part of my life, which again is interesting to just sort of sit with that for a bit and, and see the impermanence of of the things we do and not, you know, surfing's been a big part of my life for 20 odd years and it's part of my identity. So a few, you know, five years ago, if you'd have said you're no longer surfing, that would have uh, caused a lot of problems. But again, I approached it quite positively. So I was like, right, what what can I do? It's not about what I'm giving up. It's about what can I gain from this? So I started swimming a bit more, which bizarrely didn't put as much stress on my shoulder as surfing. And I'm still not 100% sure why. Um, Perhaps the position of the water. But anyway, so from that, the natural thing was, well, let's try body surfing and grab my fins. And yeah, so it sort of, it it was great. And it seems to have prolonged, well, it's helped the pain in my shoulder, certainly, and uh, prolonged my surfing career. And now we had a good surf this morning, first good surf we've had for a while. And shoulder was fine, you know, much better than it was a few months ago. But body surfing, yeah, totally different feel, mm. you know. Every day's overhead. It's, uh, <laughs> I was surfing body surfing Coney yesterday, and it was normal surfboard height, head high. But when you're led down on your front, suddenly it's quadruple overhead or something. But you're getting this feel on a clean wave, and it just feels so pure and basic, you know. It just you're going with the way your whole body's feeling the wave, and it's just very immersive and very mm. very interesting to do and uh, I think I'm getting much more aware of how to catch the waves which is quite hard at first and uh, so yeah I'm enjoying it just as a different tool in the toolbox you know and uh, not the toolbox in my dry robing because I do that <laughs> when I get surfing that stays in the car but but yeah it's just another day a different sport and uh, just growing you know, yeah growing and finding ways of getting out in nature however that may be there's always something there so whenever you think one door's closing another one's going to open if you look for it but if yeah. you don't look for it it's not <laughs> you know it's not yeah. there. but even the, even the, just the cold water dipping itself kind of progressed to pro, you know, be in the cold water and then do some body surfing in a you know it was ever so slightly more waves than flat so you know and so you sort of progressed that way but uh, no I, I mean I, for me the, the body surfing itself is more it's just a you are there's not much you can do you've just got to go with the wave when you're surfing yeah. it's you've got perhaps a bit more control over where you're going and maybe that's because I were me at my early stages of body surfing it's you're very much you're just going with it and if there's something happens to be in front there's not a lot I can do other than roll over yeah. and fill my nose up with water again that's another thing the uh, amount of uh, sinus activity of mm. salt water is phenomenal it just seems somehow it gets fills your sinuses up, and I don't know where it stores it, but my sinuses must be at least three liters in capacity because <laughs> then at various points 
over the following few hours, water suddenly vacates your nose. As you're leaning over to pay in the shop. and uh... <laughs> Or very inopportune moments, you know. Literally, it will just wait and wait and wait and then suddenly you'll be talking to your grandmother or something. And, <laughs> or, uh, yeah, it's yeah, driving and suddenly all over your car. And uh... So, yeah, that's interesting. It's actually got less, I found, for me. It's got mm. less. I don't know if I've learnt to perhaps breathe out my nose when mm. I'm going on the wave. I don't know, but... Uh, but what's great is now we're getting a bit better at it is surfing cleaner waves and you can breathe. Mm. You know, when you're in the white water, you just can't mm. take a breath. And if you yeah. do, you're just going to get a mouthful of foam. But now, being able to get on the clean waves and mm. control it a bit, yeah, I can, I can go longer because I can breathe. I don't mm. have to, to worry about. But it's interesting to be at, at a beginner's mind, you know, be, being actually being a beginner and being aware that you're a beginner yeah. at it is quite... Uh, yeah, actually, I think... Talking of what's changed, attitude towards surfing has changed. My attitude towards surfing has changed in the last six months, partly because of my shoulder, partly because of body surfing, but also we had a bit of a run-in with, uh, or I had a bit of a run-in, I shouldn't say we, I had a bit of a run-in with a chap, um, we were surfing in Langenef, and it was quite a nice, it was quite a hefty day, um, lovely clean waves, and this guy on a shorter board I think um, we were, I was on long boards anyway he was paddling for the wave Tom was between him and me paddling for the wave Tom obviously saw him catch it backed off now I it was quite big and I didn't so I did eventually see him out of the corner of my eye and backed off I just rolled off the back mm. of the wave I hadn't even caught it but this guy took certain massive umbrage mm. to the fact that I'd even paddled for it and uh, had a right go at me now I'm luckily I'm quite a classic guy so I just sort of uh I, was, I was argued my corner, said that I didn't, mate. And if I did, I'm sorry. But uh, if you thought I did, very, very apologetic. But he just kept going and going and going. Mm-hmm. And every time I saw him, then he'd say something, and this just went on. And was it? You saw it. Yeah. From, yeah, you were you were there, obviously, and you tried to talk to the chap and say, "What? Yeah, yeah what's going on?" Yeah. It was. It's interesting just to see how you know. Again, this very much Buddhist take on things. You know, it was his perception, his mm-hmm. perception, and that was yeah. that, and that all that mattered. It doesn't. It didn't. In that point. You know, again, you could, we get on to decide the subject maybe later on in a future yeah. one about truth and yeah. absolute truth and relative truth. Oh, yeah. But his truth at that moment <laughs> was that Neil had dropped in on him and that that it was dangerous. And you know, he was he was saying that you know, if it was if this was somewhere else, he'd be a uh, you know yeah. he'd uh, you know sort him out. And it was you know he was, he was quite aggressive, mm. but, he was, you know, but he was a you know not sort of middle aged well late yeah. middle aged man. You yeah. know, just thought seemed it seemed to me to be. An excessive response, which you know you don't need to. Why is that? What, what's yeah. you know? And then you begin to start to look yeah. at the story. You know what? What stories? You, you talk experienced it before. You I talk know. about truth. You know, I started because of my studies into this. I started questioning: Had I genuinely rolled off the back without mm. catching it? Because mm. this guy seemed so irate. I, mm. I was questioning myself there and then. Mm. Like, did I catch it? And I was mm. like, No, no, I damn well didn't get anywhere mm. near to dropping in on him. Because I saw him on the wave. Mm. Um, but yeah, what it did do is I, I left that session feeling quite deflated. Mm. And like, you know, I don't know. It's just like, and over the next few days, I think it coincided with buying the Real Surf magazine, I think it's called, from a guy in Cornwall um, out of Karma Surf Shop. It used to be, I think, not sure if he's changed the name anyway. Wish I should have looked up his name. 
But um, he writes this magazine called The Real Surf Magazine, and it's just about the joy of surfing, basically, and not taking it too seriously, and alternative surf crafts and the history of it and stuff like that. And it got me thinking. I was like, well, why would you go into... Why would I want to go into the water and be that serious? What's the point of surfing? Mm. It's about having fun, and it's about having the most fun you can. Um, so to go in with that attitude that it's my wave and nobody else is... Mm. You know, I don't know, it just... So I think that's really changed where I'm surfing now. Not because of him. I'd go back and I'd surf there. And, you know, I have been back and surf there. But um, I think it, it just changed. I'm not necessarily looking to get bigger and better or cleaner waves. I'm just looking for somewhere to have the most fun now and enjoy ourselves and meet people. And, mm. and that's been quite a change, I think. Whereas in the past, I've always wanted to get bigger, better, faster. You know, I don't know. Mm. So I don't wonder whether as well age comes into it as well. I mean, you know, being over 50 now. Yes, I am. <laughs> That's changed. That's changed. I wasn't over 50 before. I'm now <laughs> over 50. It's a different perspective. It's not, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything to prove. I don't, I don't, you know, to no. me, it's quite a nice, it's quite a nice feeling. So we surfed with my son this morning, who was in his early 20s. And it was kind of, you know, he's, he's very, you know, wants to get the best waves and wants to, wants to, you know, and that's great. Yeah. And that's probably how I would have been were I doing it then, you know, to be the best or, or whatever it is and very competitive. Whereas for me, it's just to kind of catch a nice gentle wave or whatever. You know, I do and, still and, find myself quite competitive with you though. Yeah, but yeah. When, if Tom's catching more waves than me, I'm getting a bit sort of, oh, why is he, yeah. Because it doesn't help. We've actually got, on occasion, we go out on the same board, both got a firewire gem and, um, so it's like, how's he catching that? I couldn't catch that. It's like, <laughs> so then that sort of competitive bit comes in. It's like, wow, you know, I need to, uh, mm. I need to catch a few more waves. But um, but no, other than that, and again, it's just spreading the stoke, as they mm. say, mm. helping people. know, it's so easy to steal waves off people on longboards, mm. and uh, but just helping beginners as well, getting mm. in there and just giving a few tips for what they're worth from us, <laughs> and uh, mm. just seeing a different side of it rather than the fully on competitive mm. you know, side of it. So that's, yeah, right. I mean, again, I'm just a slight aside, but I, I went um, just come back from North Devon, and North Devon has recently had the what do they get the uh, um, her- surf heritage? Oh, her, so, yeah, world her- world, world surf reserve. Yeah, yeah, and and, 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 and I cynically say, oh, yeah, it's a it's a marketing opportunity, blah blah blah. But there was a massive, massive um, interest in surfing. You know, uh, a lot of tourism down there, and a lot of the people down there depend upon it, and tourism, you know, employs many, many people down there. And, you know, and a lot of people are just desperate, you know, to get into the water and to surf. And, you know, and people who have a lot of experience, you can, you know, you can, you can look down on that and say, oh, there's more in the water. Or you can offer help, you know. And, and if somebody does, in a, in a, you know, a crappy wave, it happens to drop in on you. And, and you know, you after just having surfed for, you know, yeah. Neil for 25 years or whatever, it, it, does it matter? No. Does it matter if there's one, you know, one person who's learning? Yeah, there's got to be a certain amount of safety, of course, obviously, of and, uh, yeah. and that's when you should probably have a gentle word. But again, yeah. ways and means. There's ways yeah. of doing it, and other ways of doing it. But um, and, and you know, and, and it is it's a communication discussion. But you know, it is it is a massive thing. In, in you know, it really has emerged yeah. in parts of Britain, and so you know, but it has it, can, it has potential to really help. And again, to bring it back to what we were saying before about the dipping and so on about the. You know, surfing for me has been a, has, has really helped in terms of my mental health. But you can see how surfing, like anything, can become addictive, can become yeah. destructive, and and you know, 
forget the ridiculous amount of money I spent on surfboards and uh, you know and, and rushing and trying. Uh, to... If Tom's wife is listening, to this, <laughs> he's, he's actually spent about fifty quid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's again, it's a question, isn't it? So, so what, is it appropriate to to, to have the, the wife price for uh, surfboards and uh, various things? I don't know, but you know, but uh, so so in all in, in all seriousness, you know, the fact that I'm trying to get home from work trying to get out of my um, you know change on yeah. get out of a meeting changes to get into it that can be destructive but uh, yeah so yeah again holding things with a mm-hmm. light light grasp yeah you know, yeah and but can you expand on that because that's quite an important point yeah so again i think it's it is a something that's come from buddhism but it's about yeah not clinging and grasping and we won't go into the difference between mm. clinging at this point but mm. it's holding things lightly so mm. um yeah there's nothing wrong with wanting I don't know, a new car or wanting mm. to go surfing all the time. But be aware that if you hold it too tightly and you, you're grasping it too much, then it's mm. going to cause you all sorts of sort of issues mm. and suffering in the long run. Mm. And Yeah, and to, and to be aware of that, that's that's the point. It's awareness. Yeah. It's it, it's you know is it really me driving along trying to get out of a tie or whatever it was when we used to wear a tie? To uh, you know, as I'm going along, is that Really? Yeah. Is that is that is it that important? Yeah. You know, I, I. But at the same time, it's not saying that you want to. You know, we're just going to be completely placid and, and you know and, yeah. and, and and give up on things, but just being aware that it's not going to bring you know everlasting joy yes. and and uh, you know and all the rest of it. Yeah, that that surf session that you've put waited for for three months mm. is again hold it lightly. It's going to yeah. come. It may not come, yeah. and don't expect. To be the happiest person alive at the end of it, because mm. it's, it's, that's the mistake we make. We think buying uh, buying a new uh, iPhone or whatever mm. will make us happy, but it we know it doesn't. Yeah. It's transitory. Yeah, and I've been I've been sat in a, in a you know a decent the decent waves down in West Bay, which is the local beach break, and as and in the session as the session's coming to an end, I'm saying, where are we going to go next? Where, where's the next one? Where, where, what's yeah. happening now next one this week? Rather than Really, in fact, you did it this morning. Uh, what's happening this week? Ah, there we go. So yeah. it's it's easily done, and and it's to be in that that moment. Yeah, again, remember, being present, being present, with yeah, it. and to just enjoy what you're given, whatever mm. it is, and mm. uh, not to treat say, oh, this is a bad day of the surf. This is mm. a, this is a good day. It's just what it is, mm. and enjoy it for what it is, and be able to be adaptive, especially mm. when it comes to surfing. You know, that's body surfing. The mm. days now where we wouldn't go in, but now because I'm body surfing, yeah, that looks brilliant fun. Mm. It's big, messy, get in, take some drops, take a yeah. painting, lots of fun. But taking a surfboard in would be a, a no-no. And I think that's true for so many things in life. Mm. You know, just finding uh, some good. Again, mm. well, I say good, I don't want to use the word good. Because mm. pleasure, or I don't know. Yeah, uh, joy, joy. Yeah, yeah. Find some joy in everything you yeah. do without labelling it as mm. good or bad. I think that's the problem, you know. Shoulder hurting, bad. Well, no, because actually it's opened up a whole new, mm-hmm. whole new avenue for me of different sports and different ways of being. Mm. Um, so ways of viewing things, isn't it? Yeah. As in right view. Yeah. So I don't know to correct view or to to link back to some of the points that right at the start. You, 
I started doing um, I, I, in the middle of doing my um, in the middle of doing my um, we're coming to the end of my masters um, in mental health, and one of the things, that, the key thing that I've really learned that is that it is not dependent upon one thing. It's not just the biology in your in your brain, the chemicals. It, it's there's so much more, and that links up so well with what we when we were talking about the horror. Uh, you know how so many things are linked together. Yeah, for for anyone who didn't remember it, how aura was or hasn't listened before. How aura is a Maori word for health, and um, what it means is it's got like the four pillars and they, they you can visualize it as a house with like four pillars mm. or four walls even rather. So each wall was a different element of your, your health. So you've got your wall, which is your mental health. You've got uh, physical health, second wall, third wall, sort of societal health, mm. uh, the communities you're in. And then the fourth wall was sort of spiritual or mm. The soul, if you like. Um, so yeah, sorry. Mm, no, no, I just you know, just saying, and, and that often people, uh, and we're not going to go. We'll go into this. And I think it's really important later on. But you know, looking at people are experiencing, I don't know, anxiety, whatever it is, and, and that the solution will be to have the the particular drug because that you know that will that will balance whatever it is. And, and we're talking pharmaceutical pharmaceutical drugs, drugs yeah. sorry, yeah, and that and that's. You know, it, it's it's a response, but there is so much more that's led to that situation. It's it's not just the fact. It's not just this this chemical imbalance. It there are so many other factors at play that have that have fed into that. You and mean I think societal factors? Societal factors, upbringing, all sorts of different factors that are bringing together come come together. And now you know. And you know, bringing the spiritual side of it, whatever spiritual means to mm. you, you know, looking for a, a higher plane, not necessarily a higher sense of being. It, it's there are so many things that are at play, but ultimately we've only got a certain number of things to work with. And through things like the cold water immersion, surfing, and all the things that we've been speaking about, you can begin to move out of that mm. you know, state in the often most difficult states. Yeah, that's the. Uh... Interesting. Now, um, we were going to talk about the difficulties we faced, but that's already 35 minutes mm-hmm. or so, so I think we'll probably bring this one to a close, okay. and then we can do another one. I'll just leave you with a uh, quote, which was allegedly from the Buddha. Um, when you face difficult times, know that challenges are not sent to destroy you. They're sent to promote, increase, and strengthen you. So thanks again for listening, and uh, it's goodbye from me, Neil Jackson. Cheers. Goodbye from me, Tom.